my top toot of the week was being able to bring the Greenblow voice out of retirement. Now that he's out of the box, he's never going back. <laughs> oh my god, do not Green let him blow. in. <laughs> I'm... I'm knocking my tiny fingers at the door. <laughs> Aaron, you have to pick a different one because I think I'm just going to delete all that because we can't leave that in. No one's going to understand what that means. Uh, <laughs> Sure, if you want to uh, throw it to him and then I'll have an actual one here. Green blow. Green blow. <laughs> Archers, attack. Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight out of the Scarlet Halls, I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. This is episode 50 of Do Not Relent. Woo! We have... Anniversary plans finally are a go-go, baby. Who knew we would even make it to an anniversary, let alone episode 50? Yeah. Not me. It, it's crazy, and I feel like it just kind of flew by, too. But we have an announcement to make, and that is that episode 52 will be our special anniversary episode, and it will be the first annual Best Bakers Awards show. Woo! Finally, oh, the I've best been waiting bakers. all year. <laughs> <laughs> and at this award show, we will be announcing a sexiest NPC of the year. Year, 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 year. So all we our need candidates help. have been waiting for months, for years, for decades to be crowned sexiest NPC of 2019. There they go, and we need help. From the DN Army. So, if you guys can, feel free to add us on Twitter at DoNotRelentPod or email us at DoNotRelentPod at gmail.com with your nomination for Sexiest NPC of the Year. Stipulation, I feel like it needs to be one of our previously named Sexiest NPCs of the Week. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like that's fair, but also I feel like maybe they could just send in any NPC they want. Imagine the upset of one of them winning who wasn't even on our previous board. That allowed? Send us your justification of why you believe your NPC is sexiest of the year, and we'll uh, we'll take it into consideration. What if instead, what if what if they can submit ones that aren't in the cycle, but obviously the ones that are in the cycle are going to be weighted way more heavier? Yeah, I was going to say that we will take into consideration all these votes, and then maybe pick like a top three. Like the ones that get the most votes or the ones that we like the most. And then we will go from there and the top three nominees will make it to the award show. And then we will crown one sexiest NBC of the year, baby. Um, I think we probably should explain the name since we opted to not do a name change. (laughs) Yes, that is very fair. And we will say that this award show is from the proto dnr days so before we were a podcast we would interact with the people of proudmore in the streets of stormwind and we decided that we wanted to have an award show so 
I feel like, Slide, you, you mainly took the reins of this one to begin with, so I feel like you are best apt to, to define this. Yeah, I just wanted to drink my drink while you tried to explain it, but I guess I could do it. So yeah, so uh, I just decided we were gonna give out random awards and host an award show in the deep in the in the deep run tram in Stormwind. So we mailed random people we came across in the city, uh, just like awards with like uh, nomination letters that were like, "Congratulations, you have been selected for the first annual Best Bakers Award, where only the best bakers show up." But the main the main draw was people who could make good food. But then we just made it categories for anything we wanted, like best hat or nicest wand. So then we held our first annual Best Bakers Award in the Deep Run Tram. People actually did show up, which is very surprising. People responded to our, our, our in-game mail. and Which it was I'll have you def- remember, uh, our invitation to the inaugural Best Bakers Award show was definitely just some fish we caught. And <laughs> winners received... A bottle of Dalaran wine I had purchased 15 minutes prior in a ring that was like eye level six that I had made using my introductory jewel crafting. Well, and that was the worst part that we had all these like prizes laid out to give the people, but we were so new and so like dumb, we forgot that people on different servers couldn't receive trades. So, like, the day of the event, I saw people around who I was like, hey, you're invited to the, the, the Best Bakers Award. Or people would come up and like, hey, what's going on here? What are you guys doing? Why is there a gnome, uh, a wolf, and a Draenei wearing fancy tuxedos and dresses? Like, what's going on here? And I was like, this is the first annual Best Bakers Award. Uh, you won an award for showing up. But then we couldn't give them anything. So now we can give everybody everything because the power of the internet's amazing. Yeah, so as we said, main prize will be Sexiest NPC of the Year. But we'll also throw in a few specialized Do Not Relent awards for whoever we see fit along the way. I'm sure Growlina will have a special interview. And we somehow got together all of our DNR funds and have booked a pretty high caliber musical act for this show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we won't, we won't award- tell you yet. But uh, it's definitely worth the price of admission. Let me tell you, it's not an award show if you don't have a musical artist interlude, okay? And we're going to go all out for our DNR me. <laughs> I will say, not to get anyone's hopes up, it's not Pitbull. I'm sorry. Mr. Worldwide Fuck! is not Mr. World of Warcraft wide. Basically, this podcast is just an excuse for us to make our award show in the Deep Run Tram a real-life thing we can make. <laughs> it's been what they in the business call a long con. But yeah, it'll also just be like a celebration of us making it to a year. So thanks all of you guys for some reason continuing to listen to us. Yeah, just just let us have this goof. This is all we need. We'll, we'll keep recording this podcast as long as we get our once a year Best Bakers Award <laughs> goof show. You dirty motherfuckers get 51 plus shows on brand. Now you are in our house. You're not locked in here with me. No, wait. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That's that's the quote from Watcher. Thank you. But yeah, feel free to send us your nominations for sexiest NPC of the year, however you see fit. And yeah, that's it for our little announcement here for the first annual Best Baker Awards coming to you in approximately two episodes. Yeah, I can't stress this enough. If you have any suggestions, anything at all, just send it to us. Give us some kind of input so we can make this your award show just as much as it's our stupid award show that we love. 
I guess we can officially start off this podcast by talking about what we did in the world of Warcraft this week. What did you get up to in WoW this week, Slide? Well, I mulled over doing some guild recruiting for the guild because, yes, you two know, we're as dead as a doornail right now in this current Mm -hmm. offseason, and it feels like a very long offseason. Not raiding feels very weird. Like, I'm like, guys, we have to record soon because we have a raid to get to. And I'm like, oh, fuck. No, we don't. Never mind. It's not happening. So I was going to go on Reddit. But then I thought about, like, what do I post for a guild recruitment? Do I post, hey, want to join a dead guild? Want to, <laughs> you want to have a guild ready to go by next expansion? Yeah, we uh, we literally don't uh, even have, they haven't announced when 8.3 is coming. So we can't even tell people, like, people will be back soon because we don't know. I basically have spent some time just thinking about what I should do for that. Because I feel like I'm still the head guild recruiter. I spent some time mulling over what people are doing, trying to get some feels for what people think I should be doing. It's just kind of a mess. But other than that, doing the usual, the weekly quest is Battlegrounds this week. So me and Immune stepped into there, and we got a sweet little win at Seething Shore. And let me tell you, being the only healer, because I'm still playing my ult, my Disc Priest, being the only healer in a Battleground is fucking stressful. Like, I can you, Blizzard, can we figure out a way to balance Battlegrounds? I know I've asked this a couple times now, but this is for me to you, Ian, or whoever's running the show. Can we please make a set list of, like, I don't know, two healers, three healers for a Battleground? I don't care if the queue's gonna take longer. Just please, God, don't make me the only healer in a Battleground. It's so scary. Everyone's hitting me. And everyone's dying. I feel like regardless, though, it is scary being a healer in a battleground as the one who is normally the healer in the battlegrounds. Like, they target you no matter what. A lot of them have add-ons where they're like, target this person now, go, go, go. I just don't like being hit by people. I do not envy either of you. (laughs) I am purely DPS for that reason. Yeah, being a fire mage in PvP, you just kind of sit back and everyone for some reason, like, can't see you. So they just ignore you as you blast them. It's the complete opposite. You're just a fucking magnet. Ugh. But yeah, just a little bit of that. What about you, Aaron? How was your week like in WoW? This past week, I have been dealing with a lot of real life issues. Or not issues, just getting moving stuff together, getting a new lease on my vehicle, things of that nature. What I definitely did was hit up the mission table every single chance I can get because Hello. yeah having 70 neck level i'm just getting 200 gold every two hours which feels nice i gotta log in and honestly see that i haven't accrued that much but your girl is trying to make up that bird money asap and with Hell this yeah, coming you're with this coming weekend your boy is just gonna be in azeroth the whole time possibly even and i shudder to say it i Maybe 78th times the charm with Wigglestein. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? No, it's not. I, 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 <laughs> you sat there on episode 48.5 and you shit on mugs. You dumped on your poor boy Wigglestein as he cried in the corner. What are you, are you going to go back to him? <sighs> he's, he's still my first love <laughs> just because I have much more <laughs> successful relationships. And I considered many of the years I spent with him toxic doesn't mean we can't still try and make it work. <laughs> Listen, all you got to do is go Mistweaver and just let his milky, his milky Mistweaves get out there and heal everybody. And then you got it. Perhaps I will live that m- mushy, milky Mistweaver life. I, I just want to executive veto this milky Mistweaver trope. Denied. Oh, I tried. You did see the patch notes. They're making their milk even more potent. 
But Immune, what did you do this week in Warcraft? Okay, so I did all my normal things on my priest, you know, caught up on some emissaries, did my daily things. But then I spent, as you know, the trend in the last few weeks, I spent more time on my alt cell. And uh, Slide and I did a heroic Warfront, and you know, eh, those are whatever, but it's cool whenever you're doing it on your alt and getting some nice gear from it. So I got a uh, like 20% upgrade belt, which was nice. She's climbing up there, and then as Slide Ooh. said, we did the battleground. I also just want to say, I think Seething Shore is my favorite battleground. Don't you let anybody else in the world hear that. Uh, I agree with you. I like it a lot. But whenever I get into that one, everyone's like, oh, God, this one. Ugh. Why do people hate it so much? I feel like I've always had pretty decent success on it. I like the aesthetic of it. I like the mining of the Azerite with the nodes popping up. I just feel like overall it's pretty cool. I think it's the element of randomness people don't like. It starts, so they have fixed that. Actually, pretty recently. In every other battleground, there's like just there's like defined like metas basically on what you should be doing. And on this one, it's basically you get into three groups, and one's has a tank, one has a healer. Just go spin around different nodes, and people just really don't know how to handle that. Because uh, think about it, like when it's like the capture the flag to defend, the rest go get the flag, come back. You know, it's pretty basic. Healing Shore is just it's so much randomness that people don't like it. That's probably why. I understand some of that. I mean, I guess it's nice to have like a battle strategy when you go into a battleground and such. But I sort of side with Immune. I, and I don't do many battlegrounds, I think Seething Shore is possibly my second favorite because of that. Every match feels different. Every match feels new because you never know what you're going to do. Sometimes you get swept. Sometimes you win. But I guess that's the fun of it. What's your first favorite one? Uh, the fucking BC era purple one where everyone jumps on the bridge because because oh. <laughs> it's awesome to sit as a caster to sit just outside of the fight range and put a meteor right there in the middle and it hits like 17,000 horde. Oh, that shit feels good. What is that mm-hmm. one called again? You know what? Maybe we can get to that during this week's Time War. Oh, oh no. I don't know the names of these battlegrounds if that's it. Well, hey, you don't know you don't know what it's gonna be. I'm gonna put forty seconds on the clock and I'm actually gonna do that and I'm not gonna forget. Because I'm doing it right now as we speak, if you can believe that. I don't believe it. You guys have forty seconds to answer as many of this category's questions as you can. Aaron, are you ready? Yes. Immune, are you ready? Yes. Okay, put that time on the clock, Olmec. <laughs> I'm going to keep making this Olmec joke. I think yes, it is I, Olmec. Time to scare some children. <laughs> you guys need to name the names of the maps of as many battlegrounds as you can. Ready? Steady? Go! Ashran, Deep Wind Gorge, Shore, um, Cordrex Revenge, Ultrek Valley... Um, uh, is, b- b- what is it b- called? B- is it called the Eye? B- no, b- that's the region. Twi- it's Twilight. What is it Twilight Eye. There's the Morgan one, but I don't know what it's called. Um, there's d- d- the d- Pandaren d- one with the balls in mo- the middle. Mo- there's mo- uh, yeah, Mogushin there's the, Palace. The Dunk one. Um, there is. Or, is that a brawl? I don't know. Um, but it's like that one too. The one with the balls. I don't know the name of it either. God, I I don't know the names of these places. Like. 
Ashen Veil, Glade. That's the one with the night works. God. Aaron won that one. Uh, I wasn't going to count brawls, but then I, I counted them anyway, but it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Aaron had three to one. Without the brawl, it would have been two to one. The battlegrounds are Warsong Gulch, Arathi Basin, Altarak Valley, Eye of the Storm, which is the one with the, the flag. Yeah, that's, and, and, <laughs> that, and the, that's the, the good one. Did you count that when I said I or no? No. Strain of the Ancients, which is dead now, I believe. Or is that Isle of Conquest? No, Isle of Conquest is still alive and it's not an epic battleground. Battle for Gilneas is the one you're thinking of when you said Gilneas. Twin Peaks, which is always fun to laugh at. Uh, Silver Shard Mines, Temple of Kat Magu, which is the, the balls one. Deepwind Gorge, and then Seething Shore. I think it's all of them. What I said Ash, Ashran too, or is that, is that uh, the different oh, yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a Ashran, and this is, this is actually is missing some on this one. Uh, that's interesting. Like, this list... This, oh, you know what? You want to know why? I'm on Wiki. You know, the one that can never complete fucking anything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we got the majority of them. Well, I guess, I mean, it's time to, time to chug this drink. His face was very unamused. Uh, I mean, like, I named a lot of them descriptively, but here I, I go. For here names. I go. One of these days, there's going to be one that is like a friend's title. It's like, oh, man, I hate the one where we have to jump off a ship. You know, it doesn't help that we have, like, nicknames for all of them. Like, we, we literally call Devil of Cop Magu Balls. Like, we just call it yeah. Balls. <laughs> I feel or it's like, not just I, us, either. <laughs> Everyone calls it the Balls one, right? Or is it just us? I don't know. I actually, no, I think people actually call it Temple of Cop Magu for some reason. And it's so ugh to say. I, I mean, I love Eye of the Storm, or whatever that one's called, like Twilight's Eye. But... There's a whole bunch of map that I don't care about. It's just that bridge for me. Oh, I don't I, really I, I love ever move from that bridge. I love playing my Kul'Tyr and Druid there because, like, you can Typhoon, but then also <laughs> punch them off. Yeah, you can sucker oh. punch them into oblivion. That punch. Ugh, so good. Did you guys hear about the Darkmoon Fair getting arcade games? Whoa, I did not. I will. I wrote it on my board to talk about last week, but then I realized I never did, and I'm staring at it on my board right now. And I was like, "What the fuck does Dark Moon Fair Arcade mean?" And they're like, "Oh fuck, that's right. They added new. They added some shit to the fair finally." What is added to it? So all your favorite replayable quests are gonna be there. Do you guys like Minesweeper? Um, well, it's boy, do uh, I. It's a game. <laughs> Please tell me they have Ski Free in there. What if I told you they added Minesweeper into World of Warcraft, only it's called Hex Sweeper, which, I mean, is, I mean, if you're at the Darkmoon Fair, you're there to kill time, right? So I guess this isn't the worst of ideas. Are you? But it's literally just, it's literally just Minesweeper, but it's like a, on a big hex board, and if you hit a bomb, you die immediately. So don't die. I mean, like, from, like, an aesthetic standpoint, it does look kind of cool. Like, it looks kind of neat. No, I will say it looks it looks good, and it's a coolish idea. I can't say that I will ever really be partaking in it, but uh, I guess props to them for doing it. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Like, I think I'll, I'll do it for, like, an achievement, and then I'll probably just bounce from it. Um, and then they kind of just added in... I don't know why they didn't announce that at BlizzCon. I would have <laughs> screamed and broken my computer in half if they had announced that Minesweeper's coming. 
it's the ultimate crossover, really. Uh, then they've then they've added in the rune matching game. It's called rune matching from you know like the World of Quest and Nagitar. So you can do that whenever you want. Um, which I mean, people have been asking for replayable quests. So like, I don't know, maybe you're maybe you're just like high as fuck and you're you're watching a movie and you want to just rune match for a couple hours at the Dark Moon Fair. Please, you can do this. Please tell me there's not a third thing. I can my penis can only get so hard. Thinking well, about you, arcade games. Well, you know there's gotta be because you know that the Natchez Tower World Quest also introduced the puzzle unwrapping game, oh, which no! actually technically I guess the the Blinktron toy did that in the Legion, but now they have the Untangle game. Only it's called Bull E. I don't know what that's a reference to. Probably like Wally. Is it like a Wally reference? Uh, they the the Barrels of Fun World Quest game from Legion is here. Uh, the match, the shell game, you can play, sh- you can play shell game, and I just saw him, you give, like, a seriously face when I turned around and looked at him. Oh, boy. I mean, like, there's, there's not enough times in this world I get to play the fucking shell game. Please tell yeah. me Beachhead's there, too. God, no, stop. It's actually not Beachhead, and this one I'm actually kind of excited about. This, this next game is called Totemic Matrix. And in the Shaman Order Hall, uh, when I was doing that stuff on my Draenei Shaman Amplitude, I got to do a quest that was basically like a it's like a puzzle game. I would say it's one or two steps above Bejeweled in moving of like a color to match a color. It's actually really fucking hard sometimes. So they basically just took that from the Order Hall and they slapped that down into the, the Dark Moon Fair Arcade too, which is technically a new game you two haven't played yet. So that's something, right? Yeah, that's cool. This is definitely, I feel like, the coolest addition here. And you said there were going to be achievements you can get from this section? Or what what do you get from these? Are they just cool things you can do to kill time? That was just me assuming they're going to have achievements, because they have achievements for everything in the Darkmoon Fair. Um, I didn't see any actual achievements, but I'm assuming there might be some. I Honestly, it's kind of lame. But it is kind of nice if you love those world quests for some reason. You can go back and do them all the time. or Obviously not all the time, but, you know, when it's up. Yeah, I mean, some of them might be nostalgic. In particular, the ones from Nagitar and the Tortolan quest lines are not because we are still currently doing them. But who knows? Yeah, I think when we, like, move on to, like, Shadowlands, these would be cooler. Because it would be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. I remember that quest. But now it's just like... I'm literally doing this to survive now. Like, why would I do this for fun later? I won't lie. When the thought that the, like, light-up walking tile game from Legion might be back, I'm like, I haven't walked on those tiles in forever. Just just bring back the one where you're floating through, like, the, the fucking bubbles, and I'm so- I'm sold. I'm done. No, but, but bring back the specific post-Pathfinder version where I can just fly through oh. them, and the guy's like, you made it here so quick! Thanks, bro. Give me my fucking 100 gold. We're quickly approaching the halfway mark of this episode, which means it's time to throw it to our favorite roving reporter, Growlina. Mm-hmm. 
Greetings and salutations, DNR me. Growlina here talking to one Rambleroo about what she does when she's not in the world of Warcraft. Now you were saying this is your first time back in a few days. Yeah, I got really into Pokemon and lost myself in that for a while. I see. So I assume you're a fan of pet battling here in Azeroth, since that's so similar. Of course. I'd love it if they had their own pet battling game on the Switch. Hmm, really? Yeah, I feel like it would help Blizzard reach an audience that it isn't capitalizing on. And Pokemon and Blizzard are both underselling what they can do graphically, so it's a match made in heaven. LOL! So when Professor Elowen hands you the briefcase of magical bags, which starter are you picking? Brown Squirrel, Tabby Cat, or Frog? LOL, well I'm a water type fan, so I guess Frog. Looks like I'll have to pick Squirrel to counterpick you. Well, Ram, I'll see you at the Steel-type gym in Ironforge. And listeners, I'll see you next week. Ooh, thanks for that segment. I always love it because I get to get up and pee. Oh, poor Growl. Wow, you take a bathroom break on her segment? How dare you? Eh, she knows I don't care. She. <laughs> Fuck. She. Uh, something very interesting that has been discovered in the PTR is the Mechanome quest line that you undergo in order to obtain the Mechanomes as an allied race. Ooh. Spoiler alert, which we shouldn't have to do because you know we're talking about everything we wanted to, but spoiler alert. In the PTR, they have basically discovered the entire quest line, and I think it's actually a really well done, cool quest line storyline. Yes, I would have to agree. It, Let us discuss it. It involves you and Kelsey Steel Spark, the you know your follower on your boat. Oh, let me tell you, I know that bitch well. She cuts all my missions in fucking half. Mm, girl, you know I am pairing her up with that Void Elf to, like, cut everything in a fourth. Ooh. Yeah, baby. <laughs> she. She. You team up with her to basically revive Mechatork because he's still in his capsule escape pod frozen after the Horde brutally defeated him in Daza. They cheated. Also, I have to I have to say, uh, the image we're provided here is of four Tide Sages just kind of splish splash taking a bath with his pod. Have they been doing this for months? That's what I was gonna say because I feel like why are we just trying to do something to resurrect Mechatork now? And by now I mean I guess eight point three, which I guess is like sometime in January maybe. And at that point, like. Daz has been over for a solid, like, eight months now. Get him out of that, get him out of that pod. He can't breathe. Stop splashing him. He can't swim in there. Yeah, you basically end up going to Mechagon, right? Yeah, it, it seems like Kelsey's like, hey, the Mechanomes have advanced biochemical apparatus, apparati, and if they can't help, help heal Mechatork, they can at least keep him alive long enough for Kelsey to find somebody else who can. Wow. So basically, 
Kelsey's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I can do. Let's just see if these gnomes can do it while I find somebody else who can fucking better help. So then, then we just, we, we take him to Mechagon, but how do we, oh, okay, a homing copter. Basically, he's picked up by a fucking nice, nice helicopter and gets a nice little ride and dropped off to Prince Erasmin, our boy Robin, the voice actor. And he's happy to heal like a torque, which I think is a cool crossover. Like, because this is his first time on Mechagon, right? It is, yes, because later he awakens and he's like, oh my god, I'm in Mechagon. I've heard tale of this place. So, like, did I die and go to heaven? Junker heaven? Wah, wah, more like hell, am I right? Wobble, wobble. And somehow, I don't know how the fuck, think of everything that the fucking champion has done, right? We have done, we have killed bosses, we have slain infinite enemies and, like, saved the world countless times. Some fucking trogs come up and steal Mechatorp's escape pod. Bruh, we couldn't stop some trogs from stealing the pod? Seriously? Well, listen, the pod arrived before we did. (laughs) And gnomes are notorious for not being able to take trogs out in the least. They (laughs) gas-bombed their entire society trying to take out a bunch before. It's their one weakness. But let me tell you, nobody, and I tell you, nobody is arriving Mechagon faster than I am. My Hearthstone is still set there. I get there in eight seconds or less. What's the excuse there, Huntrogs? So I feel like it doesn't exactly flow well here in this article. Take out the Trogs and then you go around and talk to all of the people of Mechagon about what they think the proper leader is of the gnomes. Yeah, and then each one is like, I think a leader should be tall. And then some like some other person's like, well, you know, Galvin's like an inch taller than us. It's like, I think that he <laughs> should be wide. Like, you know, his model is slightly wider. It's like, yeah, there's an entire part where you just go gnome to gnome and be like, I think a leader should be Galvin. And then like Safi's over here saying that a good leader should have strong eyebrows, you know. This is it. This is where I think this is where I think gnomes have fallen into like this society because we can't fucking agree on anything and we're judging shit like eyebrows. Like, what are we doing? So basically, while you were going around asking all of the gnomes and mechanomes on the island about who they think the next leader of the gnome should be, you are able to to get Mechatork out of his little escape pod. But when you get him out, you realize that you are going to need something additional to resurrect him uh, he apparently needs a whole new heart just a straight up fucking heart is he getting a heart transplant yeah basically well, he's he's like becoming a mechanome in some ways and like he's basically since he needs a new heart i guess he's technically becoming like the iron man of the mechanomes that is a, a goofenheimer that was made many many a time in the comments of this article <laughs> and each person is upset <laughs> they're like i just said that well i just said it on this podcast well, there you go. Yours is in vocal recording, so it supersedes all the other comments on this Wowhead article. Well, yeah, we literally fucking defib his heart with a new arc reactor, basically. Or, sorry, a spark reactor. Okay, that... get out of here, Blizzard. <laughs> a device that we steal off one of the ships that we beat up in the Mechagon dungeon. Hmm, do you think we have to run the dungeon to, again, to unlock the Mechagnomes then in this questline? It seems to be, well, you you need to have completed the quest line, including that dungeon. But that specific part seems to just be like, he needs some sort of big electric part. And then you just go to the crash ship. I think it's like the third boss, the thing you do before you enter the city. It's like, this thing's dead. 
and then you just steal it and put it in his chest. Yeah, so after you do go through this struggle to get him a new heart, and he comes back to life, basically it's decided that Mechatork is going to be the one to try to unite all of Nomanity as one. So both the Mechanomes and the normal gnomes. One thing that I like a lot out of this, so it's it's kind of going back a little bit when everyone's like, I like good eyebrows. I like the harmonica. Twila Flickspring says, there is nothing Mechatork would not do to help a fellow gnome. His loyalty is to us first, the Alliance second, as it should Ooh. be. Whoa, Twila. All right, Twila's doing a little bit succession talk over here, kind of, like gnomes above Alliance. I feel like, like humans don't say that, do they? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it seems like a pretty, uh, I mean, they don't say it. I was going to say, they don't, like, I, they don't need to say it because it's kind of just implied. When you think Alliance, you think humans. Do we think we're I going to true. see some sort of iron horde of gnomes? I mean, we kind of, because what? Now we have united all the gnomes under one umbrella because they crowned Gelbin king of all gnomes. Well, so, like, as a, as a side note, though, Gelbin only said that he would take this title if Erasmin was, like, his highest confidant and, like, his best friend in ruling all of gnome humanity. Well, I was going to say, yeah, he has to because otherwise then Prince Erasmin loses the title Prince, right? He's just Erasmin, because you, if your your dad's dead, we killed your dad. <laughs> if you're not going to be king, then yeah, I guess you should be, like, secondhand to the king. Is this, like, the third time Gelbin's been democratically elected the king of something? <laughs> like, is he even a king at this point? He's he's literally, like, a president, because we keep voting him yeah, in. Yeah, well, time this time. is, and this is the, I think the only time that he has ever gained a position that is like a political position because high tinkerer is just sort of like lab head like i think oh yeah they i mean high tinker is not a political position it's just always been like well he's the smartest guy so he should be in charge of the science experiment that is our entire society this is the first time it's like nah he's the fucking king yeah because now his full title is gelbin mechatork high tinker and king of the gnomes Oh, I was gonna ask. I was, I was, I was wondering if they're gonna get rid of the title High Tinker, but no. Okay, so he has both of them now. Yeah, now, now it's High Tinker, comma King of the Gnomes. Oh wow! Something about this, like this phrase, like Kelsey says, "Gnomes and Mechanomes." Today is a joyous occasion, many centuries in the making. The reunification of Gnomergon and Mechagon. Something about that just sounds really cool. Like we do, like have finally put this missing piece back on like the mainland and then like you know they are officially reunified that's kind of like huge fucking news isn't it yeah it is cool too because it kind of ties back to the lore of centuries ago when the sect of gnomes left and now they've been rediscovered the corrupt king has been ousted and they have democratically elected Gelbin as the president of all gnomes everywhere which if you think about it it'd be kind of hard to rule both of these things think about how far away mechagon is from all other gnomes well that's what i was gonna ask where do you think megatork's seat of power is gonna be now because his seat of power currently is in iron forge i was so about to say he's gonna, move he's out gonna here? be sitting He's going to be still sitting in the archway in Iron Forge. Like, after all these years, they can't get me a new office. <laughs> I hope he comes out here and lives out on Mechagon and he makes all the gnomes take that long ass flight path out here. Because if we had to do it once, you'll have to do it too. I mean, it would kind of make sense for everyone to just come here and rebuild a city and live here, right? Yeah. 
God knows the gnomes are the portal makers anyways. He can probably still just rely on those. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a reason not to make this as the seat of power. First of all, A, it's all gnomes, so that, that that's already great going for it. And B, we're like away from like so many threats that it's probably for the best to be out here. And maybe this means, as you guys said, we will straight up get a portal here. <laughs> I think it actually might. Ooh, I kind of like that. I mean, if if Suramar is going to go to the Horde and they're going to get a portal to go there, I think that we should get a portal to Mahigan. That's, that's only fair, right? Very fair. 100% fair. Oh, shit. I just realized something. I was trying to think <laughs> of some joke of like, do you think they'll eventually accept the Leper Gnomes? But I forgot that we destroyed the two areas where there is confirmed a Leper Gnome. So is that just an entirely dead race now? I hope so, because fuck them. Yeah, because fuck them, but <laughs> like Ganoush and Sprinkle, the last two leper gnomes who I know lived in the Forsaken areas in Undercity, those have definitely become just like a big old fire and a fart pit, respectively. So I guess leper gnomes are just done. Hashtag leper gnomes are over party. Leper gnomes eliminated. Play of the game. Let's talk about... Covenants in Shadowlands. Because, you know, that's what they're going to be. Covenants. Okay, before anything, I just do want to say that this article that we're using comes from Icy Veins, which ha in its header has, wow, wow, classic Diablo 3, Diablo 4, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, Overwatch 2, and Borderlands 3? Why is Borderlands 3 in the Icy Veins header? Hey, yeah, hey why? Icy Veins? Hey, <laughs> What's Icy Borderlands Veins? 3 doing there? Why? What relation does this have to anything? Listen. Do they listen. just listen? These are just games that the owners of Icy Veins like, okay? And they can have whatever they want on their header, and they like Borderlands Three. <laughs> They're like, I mean, we I don't guess... have to do that. Warcraft has become our day job, sir. We like to do things in our off time. And this makes us officially a Borderlands Three podcast. No, it, no, no, not yet. No, no, we can't add that yet. We haven't played it yet. There's a lot we of things not. that we've named this podcast <laughs> that I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Get out of here. You could. Don't worry. I know about Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that is the only one that you need to know. You don't even need to know about Warcraft, but your Brandy and Mr. Whiskers Latin snake impression has to be on point. <laughs> Let's get back to these covenants. So I, I feel like we already talked about this the episode after BlizzCon, but I mean, you probably said that you were going to go the Kyrian, right? Yeah, I think the Kyrians of Bastion most align with my character immunization because, you know, they're like noble, angelic people. They're like blue like me. There's some cool wings I can get. And it's like very holy-esque. And I feel like I fit right in. I don't remember if I committed to a, a covenant before, but looking at the mage abilities, because we have the mage abilities for all of them, which is what I'm currently playing, I think I've made a soft decision. And Aaron, I'm wondering if you made the same. I am going based on aesthetics and abilities and everything. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't tell me yet, but I'm assuming you made a choice, right? Yes, very much so. Okay, on the count of three, let's say the same, let's say it and see if we were the same thing. Okay. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. Okay, you ready? Because we're, we're both mages, so I'm curious what he's picking. On go, you will name your decision. Three. <sighs> okay. Two. <sighs> one. 
Go! Venthyr. Venthyr of Revendreth. Oh, we're both going to be Venthyr. The main turning point for me was the mage ability. And I don't know if you saw this yet. The mage ability, because so remember, for, for each covenant you pick, you get a unique class ability. So if you're a druid, you have four unique class abilities that come with each of the four covenants. And we only know all the mage ones right now, so it's perfect. The, the mage one is Mirrors of Torment that allows you to conjure three mirrors that rotate around a target for six seconds. Whenever the target casts a spell or ability, they, they take shadow damage and are rooted for 1.5 seconds. Mirrors of Torment sounds so cool. Like, <laughs> it's like flavorful. I love that shit. Well, I mean, I mostly just picked because the aesthetics of them, I really enjoy like the dark and the red, and we may talk about it later, but their back thing, I'm a huge fan of. Oh, they're, yeah, because everyone has unique back attachments in, in place of capes, I guess you can call it, right? Back attachments? Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like while we're talking about these, we can head on into something, and that is our special guest segment, our fashion Photo review. Ooh, strike a pause. Fashion photo review. Covenant edition. And this week we have four different sets of armor and also four different sets of back attire based on these four covenants. So let's just go through these real quick. Well, let's just go in the order that the picture lists them in, right? So we'll start with the Night Fae of Ardenweald and their little back attachment. So for for the listeners, this is very like moth-esque. It's like several shades of blue and purple. You basically look like you have a moth on your back. So for new listeners, we are going to either toot it, which means we like it, boot it, which means we don't like it. Now, is Shoot still on the table? Oh, the ultimate yes. liking it. Ultimate liking it, but I feel like we can only use Shoot very sparingly. So maybe once we can use a Shoot. Yes, I agree. So once between all of these armor sets and these backpacks. Indeed. Oof. Okay, so back on topic. The back cosmetic for the Fae. I'm going to give it a soft toot. Honestly, all these sets, all these bag attachments are very Monster Hunter World-esque. And my first thought looking at this moth set was, this is fucking pukey pukey from fucking Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's got fuzzy, and there you it's go. got furry. <laughs> Getting our Monster Hunter in to secure that Monster Hunter podcast status <laughs> for 2020. I'm going to give it a soft two. I think it looks cool, but I don't have a character that I think can rock nature looks very well. At least not in the time being. So just a, just a soft toot. I will give it a normal toot. I think it's cool. I like the colors. And I feel like, especially if you're a druid, you would eat this shit up. I gotta give it a boot. It's not <gasps> It's not on par with anything that I would find interesting. I do agree that druids would probably eat it up. But I don't really like what druids like. It's gonna be a boot for me. Damn. Fair enough. So next up in the order is the Venthyr of Revendreth. The back attachment for this one is a large tombstone, uh, literally chained to your abdomen with lit candles adorning the top of it. If you ever got the horde mount from the burning of Teldrassil thing, 
It is very much like what that bat is wearing. Yo, this is going to be a motherfucking shoot. I'm going to fucking chain my grandfather's tombstone to my back. Are you kidding me? As a loyal follower of the Venthyr of Revendreth, I'm going to rock this tombstone and be a baller. You could say slide whistles grandfather in chains on his back. Ooh. (laughs) That's so on brand. I will also, I'm not going to give it a shoot, but I will give it a solid two. I think it's cool. I think the candles are cool, especially if they give it like a fire animation for those candles. Yeah, let's let's get this shit. Yeah, again, my favorite part is that these aren't models, in-game models. They're just some guy's drawings. He was like, yeah, this is how it's going to look, I think. <laughs> I know I am about to shoot that boy to the moon. Shoot. I'm going to use my shoot on this tombstone as well. I think it looks cool. Revendreth boys. I think we just got some Revendreth stands up in here. So take their opinions <laughs> with some salt. I'll have you know that I go into every Twitter argument that I see and just post pictures of the Venthyr fan cam. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one from the Necrolords. It's a big spiny uh, wings. Looks like wings that are yeah. dead, dead skeleton wings. It's got stuff. Yeah. It's like bones coming out your back. And I'm going to give this a boot for any character that's not my demon hunter, for which I will give a toot. Because my demon hunter is going to have fucking two set of wings. You know he's going Necrolords. That's too much wings. I love that. Well, I feel like with three of the four of these, he would have two sets of wings. Oh, fuck. I guess you're right. But come on. He's not going to wear druid wings or wear fucking fairy wings over here with the priest. Ugh. He's going to wear bones. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this a toot. I like it. I think it's creepy and it's on brand for them. And it reminds me of Kerrigan. No, I was oh, yeah, literally it's, thinking, it's, like, yeah, that's, like, Kerrigan's wings or her spines or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's very Queen of Blades. Wow, I didn't even think about that until just now. Huh. So, yeah, a, a toot for me, like, middle-of-the-road toot. I will have to echo that sentiment. It is a toot for me. I do like it, though I also agree with Slide's statement that, like, this is going to go on my Warlock and not much else. I don't think Wigglestein, the monk would ever look good Ooh. with his big spiny tendrils. Yeah, these feel very specific. Like, I'm trying to think, like, there's a lot of classes that this just doesn't fit. And then you can go into, like, Death Knights. Yeah, probably okay for Death Knights. Demon Hunter, sure. Warlocks, yeah. Who the fuck can, else? Can I you imagine, like, undead? A, a hunter with, like, uh, their longbow and be like, and also I have bone spider legs yeah or like my holy priest i'm like i'm gonna heal you with the holy light but also here are my tentacle like bone wings this probably looks better on the horde because they're all gross monsters anyway because for us on alliance you know like we want to look classy we, we want to look fancy we don't want to have bones sticking out Ugh. what are we undead no now immune i couldn't help but notice you used an evil voice for that and i just want hey uh ian here i just want to assure everyone that this is not the evil class. <laughs> we now, are confirming uh, because now, <laughs> you know that there are known not baddies that are part of this covenant. Now, if you'll notice, this first character you speak to in the Nether Drax is called Stabgut. He is not a bad man, though. He's also not a man. He's made out of flesh wounds. Can I take this time to please read the description under the lore of Necrolords? 
in the skull and bone laboratories of Maldraxxus, not strength evil. is rewarded and weakness cast aside. Not Necromancers evil. experiment on the souls of the ambitious and contentious, Good reforming and only the greatest into undead soldiers who protect the Shadowlands. Protect. Those who are determined rise to power. The less promising become fuel for Maldraxxus's malign hey. weapons. <laughs> not bad guys. They're what not the bad. Fuck? Wait, so, like, I'm a little hung up on the first line of this. Are, like, are they just, is their entire covenant just, like, in the lab? Is, like, May there with them? <laughs> <laughs> and we have our final covenant back attachment review with the Kyrian wings. And I'm gonna have to give Ooh. this one a boot. For one reason specifically. Looking at this model, or this drawing, this goes way too far down the back. It goes past the butt. Uh, on my gnome, it's not going to work. It's going to look real bad. I can already tell. <laughs> if, if, it, if it goes past the butt, it's going to look bad on a gnome. So I hate it. Uh, I'm going to give it a soft two. I don't know. I feel like several of the other ones are better. But I'm going to get this one because aesthetically I like it. So like I think it's boring. But I feel like aesthetically it's on par with what I like. So that's why it's a very, very light two. It's just very angel wing, so it, it's very, very your speed for Holy Priest. It is that same sentiment, Immune, that means that I'm going to give it a boot because Fair. the holy golden blue aesthetic is not something that I really mesh with, so I'm not going for it. And also, based on the armor set that's going to kind of go with it, it's got big, wicked shoulders that I feel like are going to upstage this back attachment. So speaking of these armor sets, we will just speed round through those as well. So going from left to right in this picture, it looks like the left one is the... That's the Necrolords of Maldraxxus, probably. Yeah. So what do you guys think of this armor set for Maldraxxus? I personally, even though I do think it is very specific minded to all the spooky ooky races i think that this is going to be my shoot of the four hmm. yeah i think that i don't know i i think i agree with you i think i'm gonna say that this is a shoot i feel like i like how it fits in with what they're trying to portray i like these cool like fell tinged tips of their bone on top of the armor set I like how overall it kind of looks plate, which I feel like will be cool for classes that don't normally get plate and on brand for the classes that normally get plate. So, I, yeah, it's a shoot for me. I'm going to give it a boot. That's more than fair. I don't have anybody I want to wear this set on. Maybe my, my gross warlock. Maybe if I ever get my Death Knight Allen up there. But I just don't really feel like I'll ever use this armor. Maybe the shoulders for like something specific on somebody, but uh, I don't, I don't know. It's not my, it's not my game, not my aesthetic. Now this next one, this next one is gonna be my armor shoot. This shit reminds me of Dragon Knight from Dota 2. This shit is a hot gold and red plate. This Gryffindor looking ass, but with the spicy little like black dragon candle shoulders. Those things animated are gonna be sick. However. It's probably not going to look good on my gnome. Wait, this is plate, right? So never mind. It won't ever be on a gnome. 
Oh, damn. So, shit, we ain't gonna be wearing none of this, but <laughs> I'd still like to talk about it. <sighs> I would like to redact my former statement where I said it would be cool for people who don't normally wear plate, because this is just for people who wear plate. Hmm. Just for the platies. However, which I think is a really good direction for Shadowlands. They're going to be making multiple armor sets again, which I think we need more of. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Give me more class-specific stuff. So what do you guys think about this this uh, this Venthyr uh, Dragon Knight-looking ass armor? I am going to boot it. Uh, <gasps> I think for a race that is all about gothic architecture and vampires and stuff like that it's weird to get this set that almost reminds me of like mist of pandaria almost it does look very mop i do like the shoulders definitely do not like the helmet and the rest of it's just very meh i am going to give it a toot not a very excited toot but i think it's fine mainly because the shoulders put it over the edge for me yeah that, that's mainly it and i like the color uh scheme of it as well next we have this plate curian set which very much reminds me of an updated like wrath of the lich king looking paladin plate set it has that same kind of like weird oblong head shape and weird shoulder shape it's kind of riding the line for me i don't really like shoulders that are this weirdly shaped but i think if it has cool like particle effects It'll be a toot from me. I'm going to say it. I'm giving it a boot. And I am mainly saying this because I feel like I am going to be disappointed with this armor set. Because it's going to basically look the same as the armor set that I got from pre-ordering Shadowlands. I have to boot this because... I, I'm not a huge fan of the helmet. The shoulders, I feel like, have the possibility to look strange on anyone who isn't closer to human proportioned. And there's no real sleeves to it. It just goes from shoulder to wrist guards, which I'm not a huge fan. When it comes to plate, I like being encapsulated. That said, the Necrolords one also does that, but that's what, like... Pfft, Seven minutes in the past, you can't hold me accountable for that. Yeah, who cares about that? I think I think collectively, for this next one, we can all pull down our pants and take a big shit over this already shitty-looking turd-ass armor set. <laughs> what is this Night Fae armor set? Mm -hmm. She's wearing just straight-up, like, hard-ass doo-doo. I was going to say I didn't hate it. <laughs> What? I, you like I, this? I think it is aesthetically the closest to like the rest of it. I feel like the other three have some things that feel dissonant or feel different from each other. I do appreciate that it's all kind of doing the same thing. Please direct your eyes to her crotch and look at this fupa going on here with this belt. This belt looks bad it makes like a weird like belly overhang like her like genital region it doesn't look good it's also kind of hard to tell because it's on a pandaren model so i don't know how it will look on other models Ooh, you mean on a regular person <laughs> i mean i don't know you hear that panda players i know like i still think that i'm giving this a very light toot i i think that it's cool that they're going all in on the tree root 
aesthetic with the like blue fey magic that goes with the back piece that would go with this so i don't i don't know soft too why are her toes exposed that really breaks up the symmetry of this plate well, model well, you know unfortunately why. yeah unfortunately that's going to be one of the only races to do that it's they unfortunately shot themselves in the foot by putting it on a panda lady Oh, wait, so pandas don't get yeah. any feet coverings either? Well, no, they. it's either they get their toesies out or they have huge clod hopper yeah. like, feet. It it never looks great for yeah. them. It's, it's the same with like the Draenei and also the Worgen. Yeah, maybe, the Worgen would not have the lower area there. Because I feel like the toes really expose, like, it's just you, you're wearing a suit of armor. You're wearing clothes. But wait, Aaron, what do you got for this? I'm going to have to lightly toot it as well because this one feels the most cohesive other than the aforementioned toes, which will be covered up for other races. This one feels the most like you're a fey creature instead of just a dude in some armor. It feels like it's all encapsulated well. The only thing is I really hope the helmet has bark that extends further down the neck or things like that because I can definitely see a lot of neck exposure on there and that's not going to look great because that's kind of what you're looking at the entire time. But for now, I'm going to give it a toot. Hmm. Toot toot. Now, if the Curian plate set had arm coverings between the shoulder and gauntlets, would you rate that higher than the Night Fae wooden tree set? I don't because think so. Because that would fully encapsulate it and make it look cooler. I feel like it was buffering the arms. I guess the Night Fae one looks different from at least what I've run into. The Kyrian one, I feel like we've seen that before. Also, you know what's crazy? I'm sitting here trying to identify the other races that are inside of these suits. Because obviously one is a Pandaren female. But the other ones, is the first one an orc male? Uh, then... The first one is, I think it's a troll. And then the oh, Kyrian's man. a Zandalari troll. And then the Kyrian guy is a human, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's a human. Maybe a female human. I could also see female orc, though. That's why I'm like, that are definitely these all horn races? Female orc look to it she had like the way she's standing is very female orc are these all just horde fucking races i mean expanderian are neutral but still count well there you guys have it there is our fashion photo review of the covenants and their cosmetics that we've been provided with thus far yeah we'll, we'll post pictures review. On the Twitter, so you guys can follow along. But you guys, can, by the time you're hearing this, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, what are they? What do these even look like? <laughs> like, you know what I what mean?" What are they talking about? But they probably ask themselves that like during any given point of any episode. Well, we are a clock stoppers pod. We are the clock stoppers pod. <laughs> you're damn straight. I'm tired of looking at all these cuties with all those clothes on. I want to look at someone who's got. A little less. Which leads us into this week's sexiest NPC of the week. Who is it this, this week? This Ooh. week's sexiest NPC of the week is in <laughs> in DNR history. Actually hot. It, <laughs> it, it, it is the life bringer herself, queen of the dragons, Alex Straza. <gasps> Oof. 
I mean, yeah, as you said or alluded to, most of the time we just, like, kind of pick somebody that's a goof or pick somebody who we saw 10 minutes before we started to record this podcast. But this week's Sexiest NPC of the Week is probably actually the sexiest NPC we've ever named as our Sexiest NPC of the Week. Mm, this bitch. That tall This bitch ain't wearing height. no pants. Those scales, those big horns. We are talking about the dragon form, right? Oh, we're talking about, no, her in her elf form. Oh, okay. Goodbye, then. I'm, I'm going to go get a drink of water. <laughs> Have you not seen how she's wearing just, like, literal just panties with the tiniest belt, but the biggest thigh guards in the world? Her fashion is undeniable. I saved one of my shoots from our fashion review so that I could shoot Alex Trasa. Did this? Mm, so hot. Such fashion. Wow. Uh, it's funny because hot because she breeds fire. Mm, she's giving us life, if you know what I mean. Now, one of my favorite parts about Alex Trasa being so sexy is also one of the most disturbing parts about her being so sexy. What do you mean? Well, look at her, look, look at this model right now. You, you see this? Now, look at this. Does this armor look familiar to you at all? Because Alex Straza and Sylvanas wear the same exact armor. Does this mean that we're calling Sylvanas sexy? No. Well, not currently. No, because Sylvanas can't turn into a big dragon. I came back from my glass of water to talk about sexy <laughs> dragons. <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself again. Wait, no, talk about her dragon form. How hot she is and just breathing that fire. Ooh, mm -hmm. breathing that fire, flapping those strong wing muscles, walking around with those egg-bearing hips and those haunches. <laughs> this bitch is born, has Bairn? Born? She's Bairn? I, I, I believe She's Bairn. laid? She's, She's laid a lot of dragon eggs. <laughs> she is the life bringer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Controversy here. I'm looking at her Heroes of the Storm model and they slap some pants on her how dare they i mean they probably had to she, look at i can see like into her vagina in this outfit like it's like like she's not wearing anything to cover it up like how heavy are these pants are these like serious pants or like, i they, mean like... they're not like she's not wearing like levi's like denims but they are a distinct color difference, and you can see ripples in the fabric. So these are 100% certified pants. Oh my god, I am looking at this model now. Like, maybe what they did is they, like, threw, like, some black leggings on and then put all of her, like, leg plating armor over it. But then they also made her, like, just her, like, bottom half look maybe, like, 20% thicker, which, like, that's appreciated. But, like, the pants are not a good look on you, Alex. What's even worse was for her dragon form, they slapped some pants on that one, too. No! What is this, what is this now, PC now, culture that's slapping khakis on my dragons? Now, how does she wear pants in dragon form? Does she wear them like this? Shows picture of her wearing pants on all four legs. Or does she wear them like this? Shows picture of her wearing pants only on two legs and standing up. I think it'd be more like this shows picture of her wearing pants between her two horns. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's the that's the best one. <laughs> well, Alexstrasza, your fucking trophy is going to be handed to you in the heart of Azeroth Chamber. Because that's where you currently are right now for us. Ooh. Ooh, oh. girl. Mm. 
you give that pep talk to you, Sarah's third daughter, and then tell Calic to not talk to you anymore. I think now it's time to close out with our top two medium moot bottom boo. Immune, what do you have for your top two? Aaron, what do you have for your top two medium moot bottom boo of the week? So my top toot for this week is finally getting that money. After paying my dues, buying my birds, I'm finally able to get that Skrilla. And maybe if I keep on keeping on, checking those, checking my phone every two hours or so, I'll finally be able to get back to that pre-bird money, honey. What's your next big oh purchase going to be? Uh... Probably another bird. Oh no! <laughs> Growlina the Griffin Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying all the Griffins in the game, baby. <laughs> this bitch loves her birds. She's Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold. <laughs> Can I'm you imagine Growlina? <laughs> Can you imagine Growlina depressingly spreading her arms and then like 73 Griffins come and violently grab her? And take her into the sun. I and mean, she's like, just bottom. I love that shit. <laughs> so, Immune, what is your TTBBMM? Okay, y'all. So, I think it's a bottom boot. And. Oh, no! It's only. God. It's only because I'm a little bit wow pressed right now because. You know, with our guild being on raid hiatus and me feeling like I've met a lot of my like personal goals for the season and wow, I haven't been playing as much. So I just feel like I need something exciting again. You know what I mean? I feel a little bit wow depressed. Let's level our horde characters. We have hordies to level. We We have stories to see. We also have team boring human ass death knights, which we're, I think we're gonna need in the next expansion. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I mean, that is true. Both those are both like very valid options, but like also there have been a lot of other games that have captured our attention lately. What are you talking about? I have not been playing Jedi, Star Wars, Fallen Order for. 35 hours okay it's it's really good oh my god how dare you accuse me of putting a cumulative 111 hours into dragon quest 11 over the past month <laughs> <laughs> but yeah slide what is your and, top two? and pocket monsters but no one likes that one bottom boot medium moot of the week my bottom boot is pokemon sucks just kidding thanks my top two of the week is Deepwind Gorge, the map that we fucking hate, the map that we despise, is getting revamped, right? They're changing, Ooh. apparently, how that shitty-ass map works. Most importantly of all, the gorgeous title you can get from Deepwind Gorge is still available. And I sat here reading this, and I'm like, there's a gorgeous title in Deepwind Gorge? I want to be gorgeous Deoxyribos. Oh, Are you shitting I me? Thought- I thought you were saying the title was gorgeous. Like, it was, like, really cool. It's literally gorgeous name. Yeah, it's a gorgeous name. That's it. I'm like, uh, I gotta get that. And so apparently people had some fears that, like, 
are they gonna revamp Deepwind Gorge? Are they gonna get rid of the tile? And everyone's like, no. But they made a post saying, don't worry, the eight of you that think this is gonna happen, the title will still remain in the game. So for the lesser initiated and myself included, remind me which battleground this is. Deepwind Gorge is the one where they decided to throw every single objective into that Pandarian map where it's like, hey, capture the enemy team's minecart. Hey, capture this flag. Hey, fight over these points as well. It's like, well, I guess the flag is the same as the cart, but it's just like, it's the one where they're all literally called mines. People in chat are like, mines is under attack. And I'm like, do you mean Pandaren mine? Do you mean Goblin mine? Do you mean center mine? Where am I? Oh, we lost, it's over. So <laughs> what are they doing to change this? I don't think we know yet. Um, four days ago, they announced this title was still available, and then they also announced that you could play with the Blues on Friday, November 15th. So actually, I guess we do know what the redesign looks like. In Visions of Nazoth, Deepwind Gorge has been redesigned. It's now a capture point map with five nodes to fight over. I think that means they got rid of the dragging the cart back and forth, which thank fucking God. Fuck that <laughs> cart. Yeah, I am happy with that. But my main concern is how will this affect Deepwind Dunk? I don't think it will. I think Deepwind Dunk, because like Deepwind Dunk in the name is the same. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're dunking the things. So they only use the map to dunk. So it should, it should be the same. But I still will stand up, stand by my statement of make Deep Wind Dunk the default battleground for that map. It's so much fun. I miss it. All right, I think we're out of here. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, yada, 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 you guys can email us at do not run that pod at gmail.com and tweet at us on Twitter at do not run that pod. Don't forget to send in your nominations for sexiest NPC of the year. It could be anyone we had previously. We'll post maybe the spreadsheet somehow on Twitter, maybe if we can figure that out, or just submit whoever the hell you want. Who cares? We'll weight them all by whatever we want. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our Instagram at Do Not Relent, which I have neglected to update over the last week, so I will get back on that. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter, and you can read our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com, which I also, as of this recording, neglected to write on. Give that shit a look at, and before we go, I just learned something crazy that I did not know until I was reading about Deepwind Gorge. They're gonna make island brawls. 10v10 PvP islands that you can queue for as a brawl. All appropriate rewards from doing islands are available. So if you do the brawl weekly and your island weekly, you can get Azerite all in one for this thing. That's honestly a cool mm. idea. 10v10 islands? I love that shit. Honestly, that would be a cool feature if in the future, after a BFA, they just had like rotating 10v10 island brawls. That'd be cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. So think about that. And we'll see you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>